Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Remember, your trade-in's never been worth more. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. That means something. Sales department, it works with you. They want to they want to save you money. You want to make a good deal. And a good deal means that it's a good deal for you. And a service department that takes care of, you name it. Tough one, they got it. Routine, always on top of it. And inspections, great. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Play-by-play call of the day. Bucknell's Mike Muscala with a game winner. As Muscala gets it in the hands of Shea. Shea tries to make his move. Stops. Kicks. Muscala for the lead. Yes! Mike Muscala from downtown drills the biggest shot of the game. Indeed. And a big one. Mike's, Mike's done a great job of keeping his career alive. Done a great job of keeping his career alive. Give him all the credit in the world. He's a talented guy, great guy. But you know what? It takes a lot to keep your name on that roster, and Mike's done it. All right. So let's get to a little Penn State football. It's always great to bring in Donnie Collins, Grant Times Tribune. Hello, Donnie. Welcome back. Same here, Steve. Good to be here. All right. Um, so let's let's get to the bowl part of it. Um, the way it played out, they ended up going to the Outback Bowl. It's been 11 years since you and I have gone down there for a game. Um, any, were you surprised at all that it ended up this way, or did the logic of it then settle in once you found out about it? I, I think both are the answer there. I mean, I, I didn't realize it had been 11 years. I knew it had been 11 years. I remember the game, but 2010 doesn't seem like 11 years ago. <laughs> You're our age. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> For you and me, it feels like, yeah, yeah it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember Matt McGloin threw, threw five interceptions in the game. I know he doesn't like to be reminded of it, but but yeah, I, 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 that, that, so, yeah, well, once, once you, you look at the pecking order and, and see, well, who's picking where, yeah, it, it makes sense. The Outback Bowl would want Penn State. You know, they're not Wisconsin had played there a couple of years ago. Maybe Wisconsin preferred to go to Vegas. Maybe Penn State didn't. Who knows? But yeah, the, the, the whole the whole pecking order when, when you look at it seemed to indicate that there was a possibility that I mean, I mean well, the possibilities aside, you you want Penn State among of, of the of the three or four teams that were probably in that mix there. Penn State's the one you'd want. They bring fans. They're they're going to draw eyeballs on television. That, that's that's the 
that's the team you want playing there if you're the Outback Bowl, and, and they just took them. And, 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 and it makes sense. I, you know, you, I, I don't say things that I don't hear from somebody that, that might know. And, and you know, I, I'd heard Vegas was probably likely all week, and then it started hearing Sunday morning uh, the, the Outback Bowl probably will – will end up taking them. So I, I wasn't surprised. I think it's a great destination for them. I think it's great to play on New Year's Day. You always prefer to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, then you get an opponent here where, where if you beat Arkansas, you can, you, know, you, you have some, you have some things you could say at the end of the year that, Hey, we beat two SEC teams. We beat ranked teams. We beat, we beat a bunch of them. We finished strong. This is a much, much better opponent than they were going to get at any of the other. Right. Points. No, so uh, I think it's a win-win. Yeah, no, I do too. I think it's one of those, like that's, that's an opponent with cachet to it. Uh, and I think that that brings a lot to the table uh, for younger players. You know, when you look at the the, the Jalen Reeds, a Tyler Elsden, you know, guys like that. How important are the next couple of weeks in, in your opinion? Because I mean, they're not going to zero in on Arkansas for another ten days or so. No, that yeah. <laughs> when Sam Pittman did his his uh his press conference the night they announced the game he said he said it might be december 20th before he even thinks about right. you know game planning for penn state i'm sure james is the same way he didn't give a date i'm sure that's the same thing but yeah i mean this this month is I, there's some big things happening in december every year now it's, it's just such an important month anymore with you know with the with the signing day and finishing up your recruiting class and these guys you know these guys have to, have to, to go and hire some coaching you know possibilities on, on, on defense but but yeah it is a the, the 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 most important thing I think is is getting the guys you have in the system extra reps in practice and 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 getting your veteran guys some rest. But but yeah, to get to get you know guys like Reed played a lot down the stretch. Kalen King played a lot a lot more down the stretch than he had. Been, but he's he's one of the one of the freshman guys who played a lot. But it's not just them. It's it's, it's sophomores. It's, you know, get Bayou some extra reps. Get. Get, you know, so get mega some extra reps, and, and, and guys have been in the system who, who now now they're going to get a you know a chance to maybe next year play a lot more than they had. So as I, I this is this has always been a huge month. I, I think sometimes coaches even downplay how big it is, but but you this is always a month where you see one or two guys emerge, you know, heading into heading into the next calendar year as as, as real possibilities of, of starter, you know, to start. Agreed, because I mean, one of the more comical things I hear, and it's—I mean, let's—and <laughs> I find it completely comical. Last year, they didn't go to a bowl game, so they lost out on all bowl practices. They missed out on two because <laughs> <laughs> they would have played what the, the next Saturday because they played the nineteenth against Illinois. I think they're going to play in the twenty-sixth yeah. on the guaranteed rate bowl. So they missed on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Those are the yeah. two practices you're all wrapped up in. This is different. <laughs> this is different. There's going to be there's no limit on how many you can have. Now that's gone, but you could have as many as thirteen to fifteen practices, and this is where you, it does make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Last year was a, last year. We, I, I'm more than willing to throw away the record. Anything that happened last year, I think the NCAA yeah. is throwing it away because everybody has gobs of eligibility left. And, and, and but but this year is you're right, a completely different animal. This is this is some this is a month where you can build your program, and, and I think Penn State has a lot to build with with some of those guys who we didn't even see play. Yeah, I mean exactly, uh, exactly right. Uh, you and I are used to over the years a lot of stability on a coaching staff, right? Well, that would be fair, right? Yeah. <laughs> going, oh yeah, going, this is weird. Going this way is really weird every year now. Going way back, so let's get to Anthony Poindexter. He's staying. 
you know, and what? how important is that, even though it's going to end up being his second year on the staff, but how important is that to have that kind of presence still there? I, I think it's vital. I mean, you, you, when you're replacing a guy – well, they're not just replacing an assistant coach. They're replacing a guy who, yes. Brent Pry, who was a heartbeat of the defense, who was a confidant of the head coach, who was known, who who is basically a second head coach on your staff. To, to, to replace him, it's it's just not going to happen. You're not going to get that kind of guy. You might you might get a good defensive coordinator, but you're not going to get the same kind of guy. So right. so what you need really need to have here. Is you need to have as many guys, you know, if, if they're doing a good job, I'm saying. And, and Poindexter, by all accounts, did a great job. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, to, to have him back and, and have that stability and, and, and have Terry, you know, obviously Terry Smith back. And, and you know, to, to be able to, to, to have a guy like that back on the defensive side of the ball, when you're replacing a, an institution like Brent Pry became, it, it, it's vital. I, I, I was surprised. I, I thought for sure, for sure, that would be a guy that Virginia would bend over backwards to, to bring in. I don't know what happened. Nobody does, but, but you know, it's it, it's one of those things where you know it's it's Penn State's gain no matter what happens. So so whether he ends up being the defensive coordinator or, or just comes back as the safeties coach, and you know he 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 helped Jair Brown take major strides. This no year. Jair Brown was a was an okay player in 2020 he was a great player in 2021 so he's got a lot of talent at that position and I, and I think he's the guy who who you could really look at as as somebody who can build for you in, in the future and and i think he could be a defensive coordinator if, if, if yes. you go that way yeah no exactly because i mean you know he's in the position of co-defensive coordinator uh so yeah you're exactly right about that i have to ask you it's a, this about your area you brought up jair brown so that triggered this question between Jaquan Brisker, Jair Brown, Anthony Wigan, I mean, you're around the Lackawanna deal. You know, what has made that a good place for a player to develop and then get themselves on track to go to the next level, both academically and physically? Mark Duda. Yeah, I knew that was going to be the. I knew that was going to be the answer. He, he's he's an unbelievable coach. He he could any if he decide if he. Put his name out there and said, "Hey guys, I want to I want to coach on a, on a Division One staff next year." He'd he'd have major major programs jumping to get him. He's that good a coach. He played in the NFL. He's he, he but he's, he's he's kind of a father figure to these people. You know, they come in here you know, from all all walks of life, all all different corners of the state of the East Coast. Some you know some from the some from the Midwest. You, you get you get guys who. Who were big time prospects who didn't pan out? You get guys who who were just forgotten about. Every every type of kid goes there, and, and they all say the same thing that that Duda expects things from them that were never expected of them before, and and he gets the best out of them because of it because because they they turn into mature young men, and I think that's in a lot of ways what happened with Brisker. You know, he came in as he was he was a guy who could have played. And uh, he could he could have gotten a scholarship to at, at, at a you know a Mac school or something like that. But Brisker became a, a really almost legendary kind of player for for Penn State because he got that good start at Lackawanna. Jair Brown was a forgotten about kid. You know he, he was he was a good two way star in, in Jersey, but he just didn't have the offers. He went he went to Lackawanna and and he he got molded into the type of player he was. They 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 focused him at safety and. And he became a, a a really good player, good, very good, solid player who who 
was really learned how to study the game. Duda, I think, from his NFL background, he was a he was a guy who wasn't super talented, but he was a big, strong, tough guy, and he made a nice NFL career for himself. And I think he you know, he sees himself in a lot of these kids. And he's been at Lackawanna for so long that you know he's he's been putting kids in in the you know the, you know Kaiser Wayton and, and kids like that. You know Bryant McKinney who who who've come through Lackawanna and, yep. and and become major major NFL players. No doubt, but. Yeah, but he, he's 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 doing that now, and they're just going to Penn State, so everybody's kind of seeing it in the in the state. But yeah, he, he's he's a tremendous man, a tremendous coach. He's really the backbone, along with a really good staff that he's put together of, of what's become a, a really good pipeline for Penn State. Yeah, oh, believe me, and I remember Bryant McKinney, and when Bryant McKinney ended up going to Miami, that was a big deal at the time. And, and the, the Bryant McKinney story, I'll never forget. Butch Davis. Right, McKinney was thinking about going to the NFL draft. You remember this story? I, I, I know this is yeah, coming. Right, Butch walks in and he talks to Brian McKinney and he says, "Brian, come back. We can win a national championship together." So, mm-hmm. so again, and there's a deadline as to when a guy has to declare. So McKinney decides, you know what? I'm going to bypass the NFL draft. I'm coming back to Miami. Two days later, Butch Davis took the Cleveland Browns job. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's just <laughs> way to go. Okay, so, so Mark's been there such a long time. Why has he stayed? I mean, it's, everybody has a fit in their job in life. Why is this such a fit for him where he just he stays? I don't know the answer to that. Like He's been here, I mean, when you say a long time, he's been there since the 90s, like I the know. mid-90s. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I think oh, no, he, he no, just, no, When it comes to being someplace a long time, I've been someplace a long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so, on levels of staying a long time, okay, but dude has been there since the 90s. He's like, he's, like, he's been there since the 90s. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I've been here since 1980. What the? But it's, but, but that, that's, that's interesting that a guy like, Obviously, he loves where he is. Oh yeah, he's from the area. He's he, he, he you know he was Lackawanna is an interesting place because they always seem to be able to do it the right way here. They don't they don't usually you know with their you know with their basketball. They had a little issue with the basketball program a couple of years ago. It was a it was a small issue, and the, you know it, it's not like you, know, you, you see some of these at the junior college ranks where they you know, it's completely. Uh, a circus. Lackawanna has never been that way, and and I think he, I think he enjoys running a a program like that, and and not. I don't think he wants to be an assistant. I think he wants to have his own deal, and they they pretty much let him do what he what he's wanted to do, and and run it the way he's wanted to run it since since the nineties. And it you know it, it took him about ten years to to make it a. a Graham, but once he did, he started he started getting quality players in there, and and I, and I you know he's he's a guy who really talks highly of that aspect of impacting players' lives the way he's been able to, and I, I'm not sure you get to do that as a defensive line coach at a you know a big yeah, ten school yeah. in his mind. I'm sure defensive line coaches at Big Ten schools would disagree with me, but but I think in his mind that he's he's impacting more people doing this. Yeah, and one final question on that because I just find this is a fascinating topic. What has allowed? I mean, because James has been smart about this, you know, and they, and they picked the right guys. I mean, Bris, I mean, Brisker's graduating. I mean, he's graduating. Jair's on that on that track. Same thing with Wigan. Uh, 
But what has the relationship been like between Mark Duda and the Penn State staff that has maybe opened this pathway? Yeah, James, I think, is, is the real key because I, 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 I might be wrong, but I think Bill started. I think Bill got Paris Palm. Yeah, he did. I, I, he when, did. when they needed a – because it was, Paris was really the guy who started. Because there's, yeah. there's stories about how, you know, you know they had, they've had guys here who they, they offered to Penn State, McKinney included, and, and they didn't go after because that's just not the way they did the program years ago. Right. But, and that, know, that's needed, true. That's true about yeah. McKinney. Yep. Yes. And they, they, needed, they needed a guy at, at tackle – and, you know, when, when Bill was there, and that was, you know, the situation Bill was in with the roster, it was, it was a good thing to have to be able to go to a junior college and get a guy who can, who could potentially come in and play. And, but James has really expanded. And I, and I think in a lot of ways, James and Duda are kind of the same personality types. It doesn't surprise me they get along. I'm sure they knew each other because James coached at Maryland and that's where, where Duda played. Yeah. The, the, their relation, they are up here a lot. Ricky did a good job too. Ricky Ronnie was yes. was always one of those guys yes, who was he up did. here. Yep, yes. he was a big part of that too. I, sh- I shouldn't mention him, but yeah, yeah, James was up here the other day. They, they, I think it really comes up to comes down to James takes this very seriously. It's, it's a serious pipeline for him. He wants the very best guys they have here. He tends to get the very best guys they have here. So I, I you know, and, and that's the way junior colleges work. You know, when, when once you have that pipeline. It it, it, it it tends to continue to manifest itself, and 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 it's got it's done better for Lackawanna because there's a difference now. Back in the day, that the pipeline for Lackawanna used to kind of be West Virginia. Now it's Penn State. Now you're getting a different kind of athlete in here, it's a, a kid who's going to take a chance on himself to maybe get to a school like Penn State. So I, I think that's it, it's kind of helped itself. And, and, and a lot of ways the pipeline, but but I, I think Duda's wanted it for a long. Time. I know Duda's wanted it for a long time to be this way, and, and James is the guy who's pushed it over the top, along with Ricky and and, and uh, you know some of the other guys. Phil is up here a lot now, so yeah, I, I think they, I, I think that's kind of really where it starts. Great conversation. I really enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot too, Donnie. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, thanks, Steve. We'll see you in Tampa. Yeah, see you in Tampa, and we'll talk before then, I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. Donnie Collins, Scranton Times Tribune. Just wanted to go in the Lackawanna direction, where Donnie's up there and give you great insight to it, because it has turned into a really an incredible pipeline for Penn State football. We'll come back, King, in the final half hour. Plenty of picks to talk about. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. It's amazing what the lack of stability can mean in a program. And let's look at Florida for a moment. Florida right now has a recruiting class of only seven committed players. Oklahoma has 11, and LSU has 12. They all just change coaches. It's eyebrow-raising, because it's going to come back to get you unless you really dive deep into the transfer portal. About two, three years from now, it's going to get you. It does put whomever takes the job in a bind. And... um, And that's where the stability comes in at the top. 
you can change assistant coaches. It'll have you know some impact on what you're doing. There's no no question about that. Assistant coaches are critical in what you do. They're critical in the recruiting. They're critical in the preparation, the, in the development, everything. But it, it but the head coach is the one that sets the tone for the whole thing. Where James Franklin is so pivotal in what Penn State does, he sets the tone for the whole thing. We talk about Florida seven commitments right now. That's all they have. Billy Napier is their fourth head coach in eight years. There is an impact. There's an impact. Lincoln Riley leaves. Oklahoma's got 12 commits. Or no, they've got 11. Ed Orr's run out. They've got 12 commits. It really is... The stability part is dramatically underrated. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kier, routes 11 and 15, Ommel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And your trade-in's never been worth more. They'll do everything they can to save you money. Because it's just important for customer service to do that the right thing to do and a service department that's outstanding inspections routine maintenance something difficult they'll take care of it they're outstanding it's sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors key routes 11 and 15 Hummel's wharf online at sunburymotors.com one quick note before we get to the king heinz field and the game tonight's in minneapolis Heinz Field seats 68,400. Every ticket for the Steelers is gone. They've sold out every game since 1972. But they have a rash of no-shows this year. Okay, Raiders, 4,693. Bengals, 9,694. Broncos, 8,859. These are all no-shows. Seattle, 7,579. The Bears, 7,612. The Detroit Lions, 9,684. But then there's this one. The Ravens game had 9,097 no-shows. Very, very interesting. 9,097 no-shows. By the way, when Mike Tomlin coaches tonight for the Steelers, It'll be the first time he's coached a game in Minneapolis since he left as the defensive coordinator. Let's bring in the king. Hi. There he is. He's here. Set king. to go. How is it going? Do you think the no-shows are because of COVID? You know, maybe yes, people I do. get sick or they're afraid I do. to go? I do, because huh? there are people that are complaining that you're supposed to wear a mask in the indoor areas and people they say aren't yeah. it's also an old it's also an older fan base 
Right. Because it's an older fan base, they're going to be a little more hesitant, I think, to go. But I do think it does play a role. I'm curious what the Eagles' numbers are. I haven't seen those this well, year. Well, that's most that's mostly performance based. All right. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, That's somewhat I like true. Know, I, no, I would like to know what the Eagles. I, uh, the Eagles probably. I would say it's probably similar across the board. And like I said, this is something that going into the season, I could never predict because I didn't. I didn't know how people were going to react to it. And you know, I'm sure the Eagles had their fair number of no shows for the same reason. Well, I had my fears at the UMass game. You know, I was like. Yeah. Okay, I got to get a test, and I got a test on negative, but how do I know the guy next to me doesn't have it, you know? Right. And, mm-hmm. and just because he's vaccinated doesn't mean he, he can't pass it, you know? This, this narrative that unvaccinated people are the problem, that's a lot of crap. I stand in line in a store, and a guy will get right up next to me, and I just turn around and look at him. And then he backs up. It's like, what are you doing? You know, this thing is Connecticut spiked big time. We're like getting three thousand people a day now are positive. We tested eight and a half percent the other day. So the whole state's red. Our governor's like weeping in a corner. He thinks he's this jerk goes on um, face the nation Sunday and says Connecticut's ninety five percent vaccinated. Like what? Seventy-two percent. He just lies and wants the whole country to think he's something great. Now the state's just booming, and we got COVID. They're putting the mass mandates back on. So, yeah, whatever. I think if he just kept the masks on for another six months and rode this through, it would be pretty much beaten by the spring. But they didn't. So, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I think that has a big part of it as to how people look at it. Uh, I know at the Jordan Center, the fans are all wearing masks at the Jordan yeah. Center. You know, hey, indoor, it's, it's an indoor game. Yeah, it so. stinks wearing the mask, but God, just tough it out for another six months. You know, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, the vaccines you're going to have to get your boosters, and how long does that last? Well, they don't know. <laughs> another, I don't know, and then another booster, or what and March? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's, it's like no one knows, and they they got themselves in so deep here that they don't know. So, yeah. whatever. We got to get back to regular life. So, in sports. So yeah. Um, no, well, I was gonna bring something up when you were talking about the Eagles. You know, Sanders is one of the best backs to ever come out of Penn State. No doubt. He uh, is Miles, having a good, that is a, guy is a good back, man. He, yeah. He's quietly becoming a very steady, steady, you know, one of the best backs in the league, I think. Oh, he's a terrific, terrific running back, great guy. I mean, just, a, I mean, believe me, it, it, not, not just terrific running back, great guy. So Yeah, and he's I, quiet, I mean, they, right? He appears yeah, to be quiet. Quiet, you know? quiet, and I'll tell you, the center of his universe is mom. You know, really? his mom means so much to yeah, means so much to him. But uh, he works hard at his craft. He learned a lot from Saquon, which he'll freely tell you he did. 
Uh, he did I feel something bad that for Saquon. Saquon, it's getting labeled a, now. He's, he's he, well, he's in a a terrible offensive line. He's in a bad situation. I'd love to love to see him get behind a quality offensive line. Just let him go. I'd love to see that and get some good coaching because I, I watch and he's trying to make a big play every time and yep. just go into the line and chug through the line. Don't go into the line and try and juke your way out of the line. You lose three yards, and no one's coaching him. And it he's so talented. But it, sometimes you just got to say this plays for four yards, and that's it. It's not going to be a 40-yard run. And he tries to get a 40-yard run every time he gets the ball, and he ends right. up losing four yards. And then right. because they don't, he's not Barry Sanders. So he can't just juke all over the place and make something out of nothing. It's not happening. He ends up getting hurt. So, yep. Sanders, man, I like that guy. He's good. I love him, too, but he just needs to hang on to the football and stay healthy. <laughs> Poor Matt. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love Sanders. I love him. Those are the two much? things I said. I know he got hurt this year for a bit. but He's been hurt almost every year that he's been an Eagle. Oh, really? Oh. For a couple and games, maybe. but I, I love him. when he's in there. I love him. He's great. He, he was he was key last week. Oh, he 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 he, he can carry a team once he gets going. Man. It's and I, and I love that the backup quarterback was it Menchie? Oh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Minshew mania last yeah, week. That yeah. was great. I watched that game. It was good. Yes, he's funny, man. He's in, <laughs> like the announcer said. Um, that's not normal. <laughs> he would stand it on the sidelines, shaking his head back and forth. So, he's a good ball player. So. Well, it, it, what's it? I'll tell you a quick story. Like, I, it's always fun listening to Matt cry because I mean, it's like I mean, is there anybody in the that cries more than you do? <laughs> hey, we're giant fans, man. <laughs> we got I mean, nothing so, to hang our hat on at all. So. So one time, Speedy Morris is coaching women's basketball, okay, and he t- he took his top player out. I'm not going to get into who it is, okay. And so he goes to put her back in. He looks down and she's crying on the bench. So he walks down to her. He goes, he says, "What are you crying about?" He says, "The way you've been playing, if anybody ought to be crying, it should be me." <laughs> All right, we'll come back with our picks in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. All right, time for picks. Next week we do our bowl picks. We've got a full hour of this. Oh yeah. Remember, I, like I remember last year. Remember last year when the suit did this and he was on? Uh, evidently, uh, the guys at Guantanamo, like that are in charge, heard it. And when, when they played it back, they said they got so much information, they kept telling, turn it off. I don't want to hear them. So then they changed up and they played him a Shikalimi game. They loved the Chief. But it's like. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, but when it, you know, but then then the suit started talking and like, okay, let me tell you where everything is. <laughs> Just don't play it anymore. All right, so here we go. Our lone college game that we're going to pick this week: Army Navy from MetLife Stadium Saturday afternoon. Steve, who you got? Yeah, twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. That's why it's at MetLife. Uh, it'll be Army that wins. I agree. I love what Army's been doing this year. Army. Army.
Army's a good football team, one of the top teams in the country, Army. Yeah, it's it's interesting. People are wondering if Kenny Amatololo, if this might be his last game at Navy because he's done such a great job at the last couple of years. And Ken's been a guest on our show. He is a great guy. I would hope he'd stay, but we'll see. I, I, I will be a little surprised if he's still there. But we'll see what happens, yeah. Well, no, because you're into firing people. You know? <laughs> you're from Philadelphia. It's like, that's the whole solution. We'll just fire a bunch of people. Just saying, humans, he, maybe he stunk the last couple of years. But. Humans, humans gone. <laughs> All right, NFL time you know, now. You know, you're, just, you're just not big on humans. <laughs> it just depends. You know, it, I just, I'm just honest. That's all. There's a lot of hate. <laughs> All right, let's get into Thursday night football tonight. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Minnesota Vikings. Big game for both teams. I'll start with the King. I'm just going to go with the quarterback play. is just superior on Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota. Big Ben's got to retire, or I guess he is. So. Well, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Steve, what you got tonight? Well, it's a tough one. Uh, really tough. It's going to be a heck of a game. I'm going to go with the Vikings. I really hope. I know, I know you're picking the Steelers because you, your only path no. is for other people. I, I mean, you're, you're, I, your entire Eagle strategy <laughs> is attrition. Okay? I mean, again, as I pointed out before, hope is not a strategy. you got to take care of some stuff yourself. I understand. And... I do think the Vikings do get the win tonight. I hope we're all wrong, but I'm going with the Vikings too. I think if the Steelers stick with the run game, they might, they'll have a chance to win this game because Minnesota's 29th ranked against the run, but Matt Canada has been very inconsistent sticking with the run this year. Plus, I don't I trust the you, O-line. I just don't I, trust the team in general. They're too I inconsistent was, for me. I'm taking I Minnesota. Was so in, I was so impressed with the Minnesota defense against the Detroit Lions. Oh, wait. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> hey, the Lions have played good all year. They just haven't won. So. Hey, and by the way, credit where all credit's due. Dan Campbell wins his first game. Absolutely. I know it's, I, he uh, kept his it, team playing right. hard. So. And it, I know it's only symbolic. Okay, it's symbolic. Right. But, he, but he, he took the game ball and he gave it to the high school where the shooting took yes, place. Yes, that was awesome. Okay. Okay. That was well done. Yep. Um, uh, one question on Minnesota. Is the wide receiver playing? No, he's, he's, he's out, but Dalvin Thiel, Cook's going to play. Yeah, Thielen's out. Cook will play. We'll see how effective Cook is. Right. Uh, that receiver's great. Okay. All right. Stick, stay in the AFC North. Baltimore at Cleveland. Steve. You got um, <laughs> Let's see. Let's pick it on quarterbacks. No, can't do that. Um... I'll take Cleveland. What the heck? Normally, I'd pick Baltimore. But I'll take Cleveland. I got Baltimore outright. Well, I would hope so. These are outright picks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and by we're, we're double not, digits, big time. Double digits. Yes. Right. I think by at least 17. King. Ooh, well, brutal. I got Baltimore because Harbaugh has a way of picking his team up when they're not playing well. Oh, I no, I'm a big John, I'm, I'm a big John Harbaugh guy. I'm a big John Harbaugh guy. I'm with him. That, that guy's a great coach. He really is terrific. One of the top five. So. All right, next one we got those Detroit Lions off the first win of the year at Denver. King. Detroit. That's why I put them in there. I said <laughs> let them win another one. Steve? Detroit. Steve. 
I'll go with Denver because the game's at home. Um, agreed, and I like the way Denver is playing right now. I know it didn't go well against KC last week, but I'm going with Broncos. Going with the Broncos here. Next one, San Francisco at Cincinnati. King. I've gone back and forth. Um, both of them look like Super Bowl champions one week, and next week they can't get out of their own way. Um, I'll go with the home team, Cincinnati. I got the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Would love to see them win this game too. Steve. 49ers really botched it up last week. They really did. Um, but I'm still, I'm going to pick the 49ers here in part because I know he's going to play, but Joe Burrow's banged up. That's true. We'll see that they one plays so out. so far behind that, that's last what, week. It was weird, you know. And the week before, they had a huge win. And then they come out, and they're like losing 28 to nothing in the first it's half. The, it's the NFL. It's a bastion of mediocrity. Nobody's good. Yeah. Or they're all good. <laughs> no. The glass is really half full, half empty. I don't know. I, I, I watch the level of play, and I see so many stupid plays during the course of the league. I mean stupid plays. Where well, I sit back you know, and go, I'm going to tell you something really? I'm sick and tired of. And this two-minute drill now, you can count on the quarterback going up and throwing a ball up there so that the defense creates a pass interference. Yeah, exactly. And I'm exactly. so sick of that. That's not football. Yeah. That's like no, flopping in basketball. You That's, are so yeah. right. You, you know, are, you are it, spot it gets, on. Agreed. It gets old, you know. Yep. It's not a two-minute drill. It's, right. you know, ha-ha, we can gain 50 yards because right. I underthrew the ball and... You know, <laughs> you ran into yeah. our guys. So yeah, I mean, uh, you, I mean, you have officiating is hard, but the really good ones have a good feel for the game. Not enough to. I call it flopping. Now that's just it's not football. Football, no. throw the ball, catch the ball. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Agree all around. All right, let's all go to the right on AFC West, and a big one between the Rams and the Cardinals, Steve. I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win the game. I, I assume that Murray's – if Murray's playing, I'm going with the Cardinals. I believe he is. I love Arizona and, in this matchup. And uh, the uh, I'd say the odds of Aaron Donald being close to him will probably only happen in the post game <laughs> when they shake hands. Okay, who you got? Yeah, I took Arizona. Murray is healthy, healthy enough to play, and they're a different team with him out there. And the Rams are another one of those who one week they look like they're going to win the Super Bowl, and the next week they stink. Well, that's coaching. Uh, I got Cardinals. And a couple of big Uh, ones to close it out. First, Buffalo coming off the win-to-loss against New England after New England passed the ball three times. They're at Tampa this week. Steve. But again, what was the key to the game? The key to the game was quite simple. New England got the lead and never had to deviate from their plan. Correct. Okay, okay. and that's like, nobody talks about that. You Okay, you got to the lead and you didn't have to change your plan. Okay, yep. that was the whole ball game. So it's like, it's a great plan, so we'll just keep doing it because we don't have to change. Right? And Buffalo to make them change. Tampa Bay will beat them. I got Tampa Bay as well. I think Buffalo's in a lot of trouble right now. 
Tampa Bay, I got him too. And that was a brilliant coach. I, I take back every bad thing I've said about Belichick. <laughs> that was brilliant what they did. Well, I said well, to Steve got... earlier in the week, just when you think Belichick can and has done everything in his career, he yeah. tops it with the way what happened Monday night. That but was again, just again, one pass in the first half. <laughs> but again, what did they have to do in game? They really didn't have to do anything in game. They got to the lead, True. and thus they never had to change. Yep. That was the brilliance of it. If they were behind, now you would have seen like, okay, how are they going to coach this game? But they never had to change. So it's oh. a, it's great. It's a great plan. And it's a, the old Mike Tyson. It's a great plan until you get hit. The Patriots yeah. never got hit. Yeah. They 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 made Buffalo play their game. Buffalo could not break it. All right, and then finally, big one in the NFC East, Dallas at Washington. King. Dallas is not playing well at all, and Washington is playing very well. Love their defense. And love the quarterback. The quarterback is just playing out of this world. I got Washington. Steve? I'll take Washington in this game because, I mean – I, I think you're on the path to taking like a like Motrin if they if Washington wins. So I'll, I'll go with Washington again. Uh, you're just you're just hoping other teams lose. That's not a strategy. We'll start that path. I, I, I'm very nervous about Washington. I'm nervous about this pick, but I'm going to lean Dallas. I think Dallas is starting to get together. I think I think what happened in the fourth quarter with the Saints got them back in their mojo. So I'm, I'm going to go Dallas in a competitive game. See, that's the difference. I watch games for fun. You get nervous. <laughs> hey, who won the week last week? Oh, um, that would be you, King. Six and three. Steve and I won four and five. Finally. Well done. <laughs> well done. There you go. Steve is <laughs> well 71 and 46. Here, I'm 67 and 50. King is 58 and 59. There you go. Oh, I didn't get 500. All right. Well, we'll be at 500 this week. Okay. I just uh, I had to. I'm having a bad day, so I had to make myself feel good. <laughs> well, you're just on with us. It's a good day. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.